0: I can literally hear the grin. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <Uh-oh. laughs>
1: Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson.
0: And I'm Bob Galen. Yes. And, and it's
1: Oh, whoa, hey, we're talking over each other. You know why, Bob? Because we're
0: not in the same room. We are not we in the same room. Yeah. But our, it did but, work out. But Josh, our hearts are in the right place. hmm hmm mm-hmm. And uh Metacasters, this is a serious, heartfelt although they're all serious and heartfelt, but this is, this is more so. This is a serious Metacast uh, that it contains serious reflection on Josh and, and my part. And I just want to tease folks to listen to the episode. So can you yep. add a teaser, Josh? Anything else to tease them with? Uh, not much. March. I mean, you said March. it. It's just,
1: just it, right? We're trying to make a difference. So hopefully the episode makes a difference for you.
0: Oh, beautifully segue. Josh. All right. All right. What's the, what's, what, what do you want to say?
1: What we say? I think we say on to the episode. Welcome to the MetaCast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Absolutely.
0: All right. Josh. So, Bob, what are we going to do today? What should we talk about? Well, we could talk about estimation. We yeah could, right. that's always a hot topic metrics for God's sakes, I mean we mm-hmm. could talk, we could talk yeah. about metrics yeah uh, are there uh, any like agile coaching agile coaching
1: yeah okay all right that's that's important. Are there any topics that are more important, like maybe like broad political human rights topics or anything like that? like just go on totally off script of agile
0: um. Well, before we get there, I mean, we could talk about, like, the revenue opportunities for and Consulting and how, on a global Ooh. basis, the diversification of our service offerings um, might generate. You're not talking about that kind of a...
1: No, no. Okay. I, I am not. I am not. So, Man. we're dancing around was, the subject Yes, we Terribly. are. No, let's talk about. This is how I dance in real life. (laughs) It's it feels awkward,
0: Josh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh, Can we maybe start with Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Yeah, Um, and just reactions around that, and discussion around that, and see where it goes.
1: Yeah. uh, So this came up as a suggested topic from Eric Hannon, friend of both of ours, local Agile coach who's fantastic. And he wanted to see if it was something that we would talk about, and specifically for Agile coaches about how we can and how we should create a safe space for our coworkers to bring their whole selves to work. That if there is something happening in the world that is preventing them from doing that what is our responsibility to support that and i was really excited for him to bring that up because i was trying to figure out what we could do and how we could address the situation and try and provide our listeners with something for them to walk away with of i can go do this tomorrow and start making a difference and i thought eric did a great job of kickstarting us going in a direction we ended up talking about it on the stream last week discussion was fantastic um and i think we'll cover some of that here today but really the thing that i'm hopeful that we can do is get the topics that are out on the table that should be on the table and just start having a dialogue to me that's that's the important part and it's going to be uncomfortable and awkward but we have a responsibility in the roles that we live in. And Bob and I, as uh, po- podcasters with people that listen, I think we both feel a bit of a responsibility to try and tackle some of these things out there and see if there's something we can do to make a difference.
0: Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to reframe what what Eric said or what you how you said in Agile mm-hmm. Coaches, like what Agile Coaches can do. Um, to allow people to bring their whole selves, I, I I wonder if we could reframe it, Josh, with your permission. Sure, absolutely. I don't, it's not agile. how about as human beings, or you know, just members of you know our our social systems. So it's not agile yeah. coaches. It can we reframe it to be as people who live in the United States, or however you want to do it, as citizens. What mm-hmm. can we do, What can we do to make a difference? Would you be comfortable yeah. with it? So, so take the agile out of it. Yeah. Now, of course, yeah, our listeners, I am perfectly okay but, with that. Yeah, our listeners have agile in their context, et cetera, and we're not, we're not ignoring that, but let's just deal with it in general first, maybe. Yeah, okay, You Sounds good. With good. That? Yeah, um,
1: and I don't think it's just the U.S. That's one thing that yeah, has opened my true. my my eyes is is the global response to the situation that's happened here within the U.S. and seeing that racism exists everywhere. And it is incumbent upon us as humans to do something about it.
0: So maybe we could start this way, um, like how are you feeling, or how and how am I feeling, like over the last two weeks, like some emotions. Sure. Maybe, maybe we could just start with listing some of it, like serially streaming out some of our emotions that we've been dealing with. Yeah. to go first?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think like many folks, uh, confusion as to how some of the actions that have been taken place by the police force is something that crosses another human's mind as this is okay. And one of the things that helped me open my eyes, which I'm, I'm sad that it took this personally for me to get there. But uh, we have a friend who 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 adopted some children um, of a different skin color. And all of this has really shaken the parents because now the racism is real. And it was probably real for them, but it hit me as they started to talk about it about i am really terrified about my teenage son who's getting bigger walking down the street and i and i have to sit down and talk with him about if you're going to walk down the street don't put your hood up you know and look people in the eye and don't like you have to think about how you're going to walk down the street because of the color of your skin and while i've had plenty of friends Um, that never crossed my mind as something that you should think that, that way about because my skin color is lighter than theirs and it was never anything that I had to worry about. And my friends and I never really talked about it, but it's a reality. And it was frustrating to me that with the diverse friend base that I had, that, Um, I haven't done more. And that was the frustration that boiled up within me was a disappointment of opportunities I had along the way to have a stronger voice than I had, that I didn't do that. So the response to me, which is why the stream was important and why this podcast is important, because I feel a responsibility to do more. And what that is, I don't know but I know just getting it out there and talking about it at least gets the party started and I'll get to an answer of how I can make more difference than I have in the past. So that's my range of what's gone on in the past couple of
0: weeks. I mean, for me, I've, I've run like a roller coaster and it's, and it's sort of interweaved with COVID. Mm -hmm. To some degree, so COVID has been part of it, um, and then Black Lives Matter, racial inequality, even even the economy is is part of it. When you look at like more, you know, more African Americans, more Black folks are dying from COVID than white folks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in many locales, but I think in general, I don't know the numbers and things. So you know, I'm. Um, I'm, I'm moved i'm emotional uh i've almost got, gotten close to tears at times like sitting uh you know my desk uh yeah. josh and i yep i sometimes like my head and medicasters i apologize i'm i'm showing vulnerability i guess um and i hope you understand it and and don't you know sort of beat me up for it but my head hangs down and I get, I, I get really emotional. A couple of times I've, I've teared, I've teared up. Um, and I feel helpless, right? I just, it's just like this thing, these things are going on, uh, and they don't seem to stop. I don't I, you <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, there was George Floyd, but now there's the young man in Atlanta right. who was, who was gunned down <laughs> and it, uh and the young lady that we're not talking about, I forget her name. I, I forget I think where the police broke or they shot her through her window. Yeah. I think it's Brianna Taylor. Yeah. Um yeah. it just even now I'm getting emotional. So so I'm on this like roller coaster ride and I sometimes I try to think about this stuff, but then sometimes I just turn the news off and the streams off and I just can't take it. Yeah. And I need I need to recharge myself. I do resonate with maybe what you were saying, um, in in that this time has moved me mentally from. So I've never considered myself a racist. For example, yeah. you know I, I've been horrified when things have happened. It's almost like the shooting. Remember, like in Vegas, there was the shooting, or in Newtown, yeah. Connecticut, there was the shooting of the children in the school. You, you know, you're horrified at the instances. But then somehow you get turned you know, and you don't support them right i'm I'm violently against these things in my person, but I don't get off my butt and do anything right right, and then I go back and I just stew you know I'll stew in my juices, most of the politicians come off with some lame you know that's just you know we'll have a moment of prayer, and our hearts go out to those people, but we take no action. It's almost like with these really hard calls. You get lulled into this sense of I disagree, but I can sit here until mm-hmm. the next time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I hope I'm making sense. And then the next time comes, and you're outraged. But then you go into this stasis. And I think the shift for me this time is, and 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 in the case of racism, I've now realized that's not that's not good enough, right? right. It's not good enough to not be racist if you're sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing, um, that's almost like acquiescing to it or what term, right. You're supporting it. Yeah. Right. You're part of the problem. And I never got that until like the last few weeks, maybe that's actually why I'm crying as well. Right. Yeah. That I'm struggling with, you know, that's a pretty harsh realization as a white, you know, as a white male, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as, As a relatively mature
2: <laughs> Boy, yeah.
0: that's indeed. It, it's really. I don't know how to even describe. It's just real. It's it's like shit. I've I've screwed the pooch on this. I'm real. You know, I I missed it. Uh. So so it's that. But yeah. then but then I, but then I'm moving forward. I'm. I know I'm rambling. Yeah. I'm. But no. I yeah. but I wanna but I wanna move forward. Uh, right. And I wanna do something. So I think you and I are maybe coming at it from the same, like with the same emotion. Yeah. Are are we, are we aligned? Is what I said sort of what you were implying as well?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can distinctly think of two, count them two moments in my life where I stood up and did something uncomfortable for me to, fight against something that I viewed was grounded in, 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 in racism. One was within my family and one was with a, a teammate in college and the police, the way they were treating him. Um, and I think, I think I did that because they were slapping me in the face and I had that responsibility. But to your point, I did that thing. And then that was it. And I didn't really put two and two together and say, hey, wait a minute, if this is happening in my life and these little bits and pieces, what's it look like across the world, across our country, across our state where these things are happening? And um, I never, it never smacked me in the face, which is why I'm disappointed Because it was there, it shouldn't have needed a smack in the face. And I even think, I even think about, and which is even more frustrating to me, about the rap music that I listened to when I was growing up. And I think back and all of the lessons that were being told that I listened to over and over and still listen to. And I heard all of that, and they were telling me directly, This is happening. I just enjoyed the music. I didn't listen to the message. I just enjoyed the music. I watched the videos. So that's one, of the, like, that's one of those things that just really is a gut punch for me when I think about it was right there, you dummy. And you, you took know, the easy way out and didn't, didn't use that info to drive positive change.
0: You know, I'm going to take you off the hook a little bit, and not that you were looking for that, but... Um... What I'm discovering, and and I've been doing this pre George Floyd. You've heard me talk about, you know, working with my daughter. We did a talk for uh, Stuttgart Scrum Day mm-hmm. Stuttgart, and we talked about diversity, and and racial diversity was part of that. And my daughter comes to uh, my Cal classes, and she talks about, you know, she she talks about multidimensional diversity, which is if I'm mm-hmm. a black, if I'm if I'm black and I'm a woman. Now I have two levels to deal with, yeah. right? And and they're over top of each other. So Rhiannon has a topic, a uh, term for it. It's it's not integrated, but it's something where it's more. And if I have children, then it's another layer to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I guess my point I was going to make is we don't. I in our defense, Josh, and it's part of where we need to go is we don't know what it's like. The discovery I've had is, is, you know, like, you know, you don't, I don't know what it's like to be black and mm-hmm. I'll never, and I'll never know what it's like to be black. Right. It's, it's like that conversation that black folks have with their kids. You will, will never, I mean, it's, we, we just have to seek to learn, right? Mm-hmm. We just, yeah. we, just have, we just have to seek, but we'll never, you and I will never know what it's like to be black. Another thing I discovered when when Rhiannon and I were putting together our slides and doing our research, and she knew this, and I learned it, is when you, we had a quote, like if you know one so, uh, uh, one black man, or if you know one 50-year-old Spanish immigrant to Florida, mm-hmm. you, you only know one. Mm-hmm. So it's compounded, right? We will never know what it's like to be black. And if there's, I don't know, fifty million black folks in this country, we will never know what that's like, right? It's we all we can do is strive to what to reach out to try mm-hmm. to help to try to read. I think I hope I'm making sense, but no, yeah. but the connecting we'll never connect the dots. We can we can try our butts off, and that's all good, uh, but. It's like we'll just never get it, right? It's just we're on it, we're on that journey. And part of that then is extending them incredible respect, right? In, in, like Black Lives extending my God, you know, or, or we're not extending incredible respect, but a, mat, a multitude of terms uh, empathy, understanding, mm-hmm. love. Um, one of the things I want to do is in the agile space is anything I can do to partner with anyone um, uh, you know sort anyone who's not white uh, and women I'm including women in my thinking right it's just to help it's it's renewed my um, my intent to do anything in my power like to mentor like using my platform I can co-coach mm-hmm. with people I can mentor yeah. people i can I can give them a hell of a discount to classes uh I, whatever I can do to help out Uh, But it's going in that direction because I, and and really fundamentally understanding, I I just, I don't understand what it's like to be black or what what it's like to be a gay black woman uh, Mm -hmm. in this, in this country. It's just way too complex for me, but what I can control is, is how I, what, partner with them or relate to them or what I, the grace I extend to them, right? I can Mm -hmm. control that.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's been the thing that I've been struggling with the most. And those of you that know me uh, know that uh, work in progress limits are the nemesis for Josh, like for real. Uh, luckily, Eric Cannon, whose idea of this topic was, is my own personal coach. and He tries to keep me in check. But I have... And there are times where I feel like this is an excuse for doing nothing, right? So you you guys can decide if I'm making an excuse or if I'm doing the right thing here. But I've tried to not have a shotgun approach to reactions and try and do a bunch of different things. I've been trying to find a way to channel what I can bring that's different, that can make a difference. Um so I've been trying to find one area, one way to focus my experience, my talents, my network whatever it might be to make the most difference possible and I think I'm getting there but again as I keep thinking about getting there I'm fearful that I'm just making excuses and not doing anything. So weighing that is this forever struggle that's in my brain but when I think about, and I'm going to bring it back to Agile just, just a bit. I'm just going to touch on a bit. Uh, Agile coaches, we are are agents of change. What we do is we help a company change the way they operate. Change the way they think about the work that they're doing. So I believe... We have some unique skills, talent, and experience that should be applied to helping solve this problem. How we do that, I don't know, but I feel like there's something we can bring to the table to do that. And that's one of the things that I'm rolling around rolling around in my giant brain, as uh, Bob would probably make a joke about. Um, that 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 there's a there's a big difference I can make that we can make. And I think part of it is starting small, um, learning, asking questions, understanding um, people that you know, people that you work with to uh, try and understand as much as possible the challenges that are in front of them. Just as Bob said, we'll never really know, but the more we learn, the more helpful we can be. So that's the direction I'm trying to funnel the energy and experience that I have to try and make a difference. Um, because, because I, I feel this weight of responsibility that uh, like requires me to do something. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. Um, which again, I feel like I'm just making an excuse. Um, but I want to get there and I want to, I want to do something that um, is sizable. Right. And my, you know, maybe I'm setting my aim too high. I don't know, but that's, that's what I'm wrestling with.
0: I mean, I think it's, I, th- and I'm not trying to tell you, you know, what to do, Josh, but I, a reaction I have is I think our reactions can be, Multi leveled. Mm -hmm. Right. So, in the stream the other day, I was trying, uh, not trying, I was saying things, but it's hard, it's hard for me to express myself in a few words, as you well know. (laughs) Never noticed. (laughs) I I beat myself up too much, I think. So, I got to stop that. (laughs) But um, it's, I think, I think one thing we can do is fill this gap of learning. Right is like what I was saying is uh, we'll never know what it's like to be black in this country, but we can study history. Uh, so, for example, I mean i i was I was looking at CNN the other day, and they were talking about Stone Mountain in Georgia, and there's three figures of the Confederacy uh, carved into the this mountain overlooking mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's this relic. It's I and and I always looked at it, I have been there a couple of times. I've gone up, I've had some drinks. I looked at it as like party mountain <laughs> with a considerate mm-hmm. flavor, right? And and hike, you hike I would hike up, so bust your butt mountain to get to the top and then drink things and and uh but then now I'm looking at it it's like it's oppressive. Right. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's a huge oppressive it, it it's I mean it it just it's sort of if I was black it would be like this beacon of screw you right screw, mm-hmm. you, screw you uh and I didn't think of it that way and and that's part of the learning uh each day so I think there's a learning path that we have to have and and part of that is is for just for ourselves most of that is just for us like what our gaps are do you know I hope mm-hmm. I'm making sense right but what are our gaps uh, what are our biases? Uh, there's learning and I think there's self-discovery, uh, which has nothing to do with what we do, right? Uh, that's the inside out nature of it. So I, I think if we just do outside in stuff, uh, that's great. But I think it's, I think it's like a combination of inside out. <laughs> Does this make sense? And outside in. Like what do I do? What do I do yeah. then? Yeah, what, yeah, do I yeah, yeah. what do I do externally? And then from an outside in point of view, as agile coaches, I mean I think we stay in our space. Uh that doesn't mean we don't can't go out of the guardrails, but you know, it's like we have a, like for me, I have you know, I have twelve thousand LinkedIn connections. I I have much more of a influence than I I, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Uh in our community. I um I, I I I ranked on uh, coaching the balance in ad Ag- Scrum Alliance Agile Coaching in a blog post. The next day, mm-hmm. Howard Sublet called me, and he's the chief product owner of the Scrum Alliance. And he, we were talking a little bit, or he emailed me, and then you know we're we're exchanging emails. Uh, tonight, I just had I just did this last Monday, Josh. So mm-hmm. in a week. You know, I've I've sort of caused people to think about agile coaching differently, and really, and and really influenced like folks around the world were dialed into a a Zoom call tonight to talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, so, so my point is not that. My point is, and you and you and I are both here. Is we have yep. a wonderful platform.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't even know if we know it. Like I I don't really understand my influence really well. And I try to stay humble, and I try to minimize it. Uh, but probably for this part of the outside, inside, you know, out is uh, is realizing that we have this platform and maximizing how we leverage. Right. Yeah, right. Not being shy, not being humble, almost being cocky to the point of let's leverage our our platform for good, right? Yep. To, to the degree that we can. Um, yeah. But I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, but, but let's not forget the inside out. It's like, do both. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? White Fragility. I, I bought Real White Fragility. I've started reading that. Um, and I just want to understand it. And there's other snippets. There's the, um, what is it? Uh, privilege Walk. There's a video you should watch on the Privilege Walk. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen that on LinkedIn. And you, you should watch it, look around and, and just look at it a couple of times. And then I, I'm not telling you what to learn, but yeah. it's just because they ask like 40 questions and people go forward. And I didn't realize privilege was so nuanced, mm-hmm. right? Like this notion mm-hmm. of, you know, we say white privilege, but then if you peel the onion, it's like, it's it's what it's what district you grew up in. It's what school, what high school you went to right it, it's uh it's how much your parents made uh it's uh were you the first in your family to go to college or not
1: yeah
0: you know the, well, yeah, and so like the
1: the thing that struck me about that video uh so in this video, it's out on LinkedIn. search for it um there's a There's a line of students, and the instructor, whoever, keeps telling people to step forward. Uh, based on privileges that they have, that they had no control over, that they were lucky enough to be born into, and it just happened. Um, And every step gave you more privilege because it was a race to a finish line. And there were many people well at the front. So then if you're in the back and you know the race is 100 meters and there's people that are already at 80 meters... And they fire the starting
0: gun. Why run? Exactly. Exactly. But, but everyone at the table looks at themselves, or those folks that are ahead, don't see themselves as being ahead. Right. You know, in a, in a perfect world, they see it as being a level playing field, right? Right. <laughs> they, they see it as a level playing field. Because you don't look back. Right. right. But but you're absolutely right. Or if you do, you know, run, look at, look at, so, so you could either quit, you understand that. Or if you do run, look at the amount of effort you have to put forth to right. like get halfway caught up, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. So to me, it, it, it's, it's understanding that and trying to figure out how to level the playing field as much as possible. So it's, it's just fair, right? Like that, like that's, that's it. Like that, that's the sad part is like, that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for it to be fair, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there are people fighting against it. Like that's the, that's the shocking part because of the way I was raised and I was lucky to have a pretty diverse set of friends growing up, and then in college re, really diverse and, and, and that just shaped me in a way where like it, it just never crossed my mind. Um, but it's, but it's not like that in every direction. And, and I was lazy and just lived in my own lane and like, Hey, this lane's pretty good. You know, like, Hey, dude, do, doing fine. Yeah. There really aren't any problems for me, for my kids. Cause the privilege I got, I extend to them A- and, and, and that's, and that's not fair.
0: So the,
1: the that, other that's staff. the, that's the thing that I'm trying to change.
0: The other sad thing I want to see how you react to this, and this is not very thoughtful, but um, I think we're all racist. Like part of this understanding is we all have these racial biases. Uh, I, I have to look it up, but I was I was there on one of the on on link not LinkedIn, but on I was looking at CNN, and then I I hit some links to something. And um, there were listed 12 microaggressions, 12 12 racial microaggressions, Mm -hmm. and and they were things like what we say. Uh, uh, So uh, something about, you know, an African-American woman's hair, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like making a comment about the texture of it Mm -hmm. or or uh to uh to a japanese or an oriental whatever uh a asian, asian thank you mm-hmm. an asian person talking about like from thailand talking mm-hmm. about the spicy oh i you know you're eating breakfast how spicy is that or doing the same thing making like spicy making these stereotypical statements mm-hmm. that categorize someone And a lot of us make them, Uh, we think them and we make them, and they're sort of thoughtless and they're part of our social fabric. Some of them are more extreme than others, but it's just, you know, any distinction we make, we have, what what I'm saying is I think most of us, we have, what, a systemically, a systemic racial problem in the United States. I think that's global. Right, I would agree with you yes yeah. we get, we all have to look inside part of my my look inside first is look yourself in the mirror and say i I have the I am not a racist, but I'm clueless, and I've gotten lazy in my phrasing, in my body language, in my historical references, and i I can understand where I could." insult people unknowingly mm-hmm. right i could cause folks to feel racially unease unknowingly uh, did you see the video where a gentleman is putting uh black lives matter in cra- in chalk on the front of his home and this it was in san francisco i think and this ceo comes up this lady comes up to him and and mm-hmm. i think it's her husband and they they're trying to get him to stop, right, but it's his wall, right? It's his home, yeah, it's his home, but he never actually said that and and he's he's black i i, I never saw him in the video, but mm-hmm. i' i I think he's black, and they're two white, they're both white, mm-hmm. and they're and they're having this clueless conversation where they're insulting him. They're treating him differently, but they're Mm -hmm. not self-aware of it. You can see it in their face. Like they're, you know, they're not evil people. They're just totally clueless about how the conversation they're having with him is different from the conversation they would have with a white person. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't, I think uh, there's some evil in it. Right, the fact that there's indignation that another person is doing this and uh, so i again not maybe not intentional but it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter like that's that's the that's the thing that we've got to stop that we
0: have but but to stand up and say like n- no <laughs> but know? that's the self-awareness i'm, I'm alluding yeah, to yeah, yeah, that's yeah, an yeah, extreme yeah. example but so that's an extreme yeah. example of someone but but i I can't, I, I, I've done stuff like that. Not like that yeah. video, not like, not that coarse, not that low, flat, largely grained, but I've done stupid stuff like that video. Where I wasn't self-aware, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I wasn't so, no. self- and now, and I'm not beating myself up. I'm like, but you need to, Galen, you know, it's like, get your shit together. You gotta, right. That's not your heart. It's like, it's actually not my heart, but it's my stupidity or something, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. Right. It's my lack of awareness or sensitivity or whatnot. And I got to sharpen that that compass up a little bit. Yeah.
1: So here's a, here's a story uh, that's disappointing to me in a couple of different ways. Uh, When I was young and growing up living in Ohio um, I watched the Dukes of Hazard all the time I thought that General Lee was like the coolest car in the universe that's the car I wanted when we would come down to South Carolina to go to Myrtle Beach to hang out for a week I would buy a raft guess what was on the raft a, a Confederate flag and every year, her multiple years I got that and here's the here's the even more confusing thing. Guess what profession my father was at the time? What was he? American history teacher. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's and that, yep. And so, like, I look back, and, like, Dad, like, why didn't you say, like, son, we're not doing this? And I'm. Uh, like he was a couple hours away from a Ph from a PhD. So it's not like the guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but like, that's like, son, like, no, you're not going to do this. And here's why not. Cause right. I understand this about as well as anybody in this country based on the, 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 the education I chose to put myself through. Um, but for some reason it was okay. And I think about, the insulting nature than anybody could have had watching me jump around in the surf with that raft and seeing them like that, you know, and just looking at that kid and just shaking your head. Um, so why, why to me, it's easy to say, to make an excuse for my father. Like, oh well, you know, it was from a TV show and he the, the kid didn't mean it. But it's like, no, like that, like those are the things we have to stop. Like you're saying, there wasn't mal malintent. You know, my dad is not a racist guy. And um he's not like, gonna say, hey kid, son, take right. this raft instead of the blue right. one. Yeah, he, he never did right. that. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. If that's the one you want, that'll make you happy kirsch Sure, cool. But those are the little things, and that's really it's not little. But at the time, I assume my dad thought it was just, was just a little thing. But the, those things add up, right? And we have to do better. And, and we, I, I feel an obligation that even the little things, we've got to put our foot down and stop allowing that to happen. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, that's where, to your point, I think you and I have created a voice that we can use to help shape this and that's something that i'm actively figuring out how how we can drive and make a difference and that's something that i don't think you or i bob would sit here on this podcast and be educated well enough about everything to tell our listeners this is what you should do oh no never i don't it no. I don't envision us ever getting there to where well, well, we have the, the we have the
0: whatever. Right. Yeah. On actu- but on, on this topic we do. Yeah, on this topic. Yeah. 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 Right, if right. if either one yeah. of us steps out boldly, Josh yeah. <laughs> well, the other yeah. one is gonna yeah. come in, right?
2: It's right. just not but, there.
0: But but
1: what I don't wanna do is let ourselves, let our listeners off the hook and say, because we can't give you our, you know, 60 years of experience and say, Hey, we've done this before. Here's how you go educate that person that you work with. Uh, like we can tell you what to do about agile and teamwork and leadership and all of that. Cause we've spent time doing that. We sadly have not spent time fixing this problem, but what I think we're here to do is say that you can make a difference and you should, and we're going to. And Bob and I always talk about trying to model the right behavior. Um, so I envision that we're going to start and continue to do that, and we hope that you will do the same in whatever way you think is most effective. And again, we're not going to tell you, you know, go out and do this, because we we don't even know what we're doing yet. But we, but we know we have
0: to. But we can start. I, I mean, I'm working on something for my website, um, like principles, I put up my principles on my website and I'm working on something with my daughter that I'll Mm -hmm. probably post, uh, that's sort of a commitment to what are the areas that I'm going to focus on. But as you were talking, there's things, and maybe not tonight, but there's things that we can do. For example, speaking, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. getting more diversity, you know, you and I do public speaking, Mm -hmm. um, I've been thinking lately about you know I've had my run. I'm an old white guy, you know. I I need to like start stepping back and creating space. So I, so one thing, one quick thing I can do is take less gigs and create more space for more new and diverse uh, speakers. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing in that same area that I can do is and I do, and I have done this, uh, but mentor, but do more targeting and mentor folks. Um, so, so let me tell this story to, to, to make a point. I did a mm. cow, I did a cow class in Raleigh with my daughter a while back and mm. we were talking about the diversity in the room and there wasn't that much. And she asked me, what did I do to get it? And I'm like, and I was, I was sort of complaining about it. You know, I'm like, I got the word out. Mm. Right? I kept sending yeah. emails, Uh and then I offered a discount for people who are underemployed, unemployed, who are self-paying. Uh, I put that out there and, and Rhiannon basically ringed me a new one. Um, and she's like, but did you target any African-American women for, and did you approach them one-to-one and invite them to the class uh, or understand any the inhibitors they had to attend the class and mm-hmm. help them to overcome those impediments. And and that was just an example. Did you did did you dad approach any Spanish men, women, uh in in whatever? And did you do the same thing? Did you, you know, just women in STEM? What did mm-hmm. you do? And the answer was I didn't do any of those, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I had this general, and she's like, well, "Well, Dad, that's you're part of the problem. You're part yeah, of yeah. And, I, and I and I got really defensive. I mean, I remember before the class, we were like arguing with each other, <laughs> and, we had, and we had and we had to take a time out. I'm not kidding, Josh. Right? It's yeah. like people were starting to come in. And we're like still, we're still carping at each other, and and this is maybe. I hope this story is helping. It's we we have to like. We have to do extraordinary stuff, right, to make up the Mm -hmm. difference. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, that extraordinary stuff is unique to whatever we can do, but we have to, we have to do some targeting. It's, you know, it's not just put up a website, you know, but what, what do we do? And that's what I'm thinking about. Like in the public speaking space, there's things in the coaching space. It's not just good enough for me to put out a LinkedIn message, then I should start to, target people, reach out to yeah. people specifically, uh, ask them and really get into it because it might be things like they have children and they can, they have time constraints or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you, do you understand how hard, like this requires extra freaking effort just for, just to be inclusive with one person in a class, but, but that's the effort that we have to do. Do you resonate with that story at all? Or am I, yeah, am I just I, rambling?
1: No, I so talking. So, you know, there's a couple of thoughts that I have. Um, number one, when you said um, I'm going to take less gigs, I think that's too passive. I think you have to take a similar approach to the founder and C- C- CEO of Reddit. Right, he stepped down and said, "Fill my spot."
0: Yes, I. I want I,
1: I, yep. of color right yep. and and it's like you have to I, it goes back to what you and I probably aren't good enough at about recognizing um what we've built and i think you have the capability of saying i am not going to speak because you're going to fix this problem <laughs> and yeah. i'm going to help you fix the problem and i think there's more that you can do than just saying no, i'm you're out right. you're right you know is- um so, and it, and, and right. when I, it, this is something that came up last Friday during the stream about talking about things that are hard or uncomfortable or it takes effort. And the reminder that I use for myself, it might not work for everybody is okay. Yeah, that's difficult for me. That's harder. It's some more work, but compare that to the fear, the struggle, exactly. everything else that's piled on top of anyone with a darker skin color. Right. it's Then I feel like so sad and yep. shameful myself that I thought that, oh, that's going to be hard. I'm like, you, you know, ignorant jerk. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, just step back and realize what you're talking about. Um, so that's the that's the reminder I'm trying to keep at the front of my mind to keep smacking myself into you really don't know what's going on and you really need to provide more energy to help solve the problem. Otherwise, just as we've said a couple of times, you're just helping it
0: sustain. You know that's that's come at you and I like to keep challenging each other in our minute. You know yeah. we have these sync points it doesn't have to be the topic of the entire Metacast, but each time maybe have like a diversity chat. You just challenged me, Josh. I like it. And, and you did it well. And I like that. It's painful, but it's, but it's calling BS. I have a call with my, my sister, my daughter tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh, to go over some things. And I know she's going to challenge me uh, and my thinking, which, which is fine. I need that. Uh, but, yeah. chat, but, but, but also to your point, maybe bringing it to what are we doing and, mm-hmm. and and keep each other sharp on that. Cause I, yeah. because I like what you, I like what you, no, it's not just good enough. It's actually, there's things I can do of, I can find a person of color as a replacement for a gig. I can mentor them into a gig, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can step down and communicate to them exactly what like the Reddit, whoever that was, you know, you know, I don't stay up with technology, but, but I heard that there was a CEO that actually stepped or a a board member who stepped down and to specifically fill a role. That's very proactive. Love that. Right. 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 That's the, that's the kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So that's one of those things I've been thinking about is what, what can we do to never let this drop out of, our focus for the metacast and that huh. it's a constant topic and that yes, we, yes, we return to some of the content that folks generally come here for, but there's some responsibility we have to not let this fade away into the distance after the hashtags
0: aren't trending. I'm with you, ma'am. I am so. absolutely, I'm absolutely, I was, I was on this path before, like I said, it's cool. of it's of embarrassment and anger and sadness and self discovery and growth right mm-hmm. positive it's it's the good news is we're growing yep. and uh but this just accelerates it and to me it makes yep. it more real so yes i'm i'm with you my my friend sounds good okay Can well go for metacasters i hope you took this one uh our intent was just to maybe just thoughtful discourse or heartfelt discourse. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope you saw that. And then, if you have any feedback for us, any ideas for us of how we can use our platform, absolutely. Um, please, uh, what can we do? Uh, how can we be? How can we be better? Anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the biggest request we've ever put out. We've asked you to show up to conferences, sign on to streams, listen to the next episodes, provide us ideas of what to talk about. But I think that like that's a giant help that would be fantastic would really to outsource the brain power of, Hey, here's what you guys could do. Here's an idea. And Help us with that because um, we've spent the past decade uh, building this podcast and it's it's given us a voice larger than I think both of us thought we'd ever have. Um, and we're trying to figure out what to do with it. And we know you guys have some really good ideas. So never before has asking for your help meant so much. So please, if you have an idea, let us know.
0: So from beautiful downtown north carolina and
1: And unfortunately rainy fuquay Varina, north carolina
0: i'm bob galen and i'm josh anderson shake and bake take care y'all